Chapter 5, Serena Green I'm trying to reach Jack Glasser, the curt female voice said as Jack picked up the phone. Oh, another stiff government type, Jack thought. Great. Yes, he replied. Mr. Glasser, I understand you're an approved federal contractor. If that's correct, can you verify? (sighs) He breathed out heavily, not wanting to deal with the bullshit. Jack thought about how much he hated the customer relations side of the business. Stop. You called me on my private number. So can we skip the formalities? What can I do for you, miss? The woman on the other end paused, slightly rattled. I'd like to meet. I'm Serena Green. I work with the Department of Agriculture, and I have a request from a friendly government that could use your specific talents. Meet? I don't even know what you want. Serena Green cut him off. It's about Greenleaf Pharmaceutical. I sent you a file a few weeks ago. Jack sat back and rubbed his eyes. Now she had his interest. I guess it would have been a little too difficult for you just to put your name and number on the envelope. Oh, so you did take a look at it, she asked, unfazed. Yeah, the weed company. But that's really not my thing. Playing coy and packing his bong with some really good lemony weed. We do more of, she cut him off again. I'd like to meet, now if possible. I'm on a short timeline. The ball's on this one, he thought. Her persistence put him off, but he didn't hang up. Lady, I thought I told you, now isn't good for me. Next week, maybe? She blew out a deep breath. Uh, It's just extremely important. I wouldn't have called if it wasn't. She sounded suddenly human. Jack was taken aback by her change in tone. I'm sure it is, but it's just that... She cut him off again. That you're busy, I know. However, you have a background well-suited for the project. But I get it, if you're that busy, I'm sure I can find someone else to help. I know Johnson Associates are interested, she said, performing the mental takeaway. Jack thought to himself, Johnson Associates? Subpar scientific chop shop. Ah, fuck it. He took another long look at his massive stack of bills and took an epic rip off his bong. He was normally an incredibly deliberate human. However, his need for cash flow and his interest in weed outstripped deliberation. Plus, he'd already done his homework. I was about to go take a break and go for a run. How about 90 minutes instead, Jack asked. Sure, 90 minutes. Where? I'll be running the golf course at the Wynn on the Strip. You know it? I know it, she replied quickly. I'll be finished around two, and I can meet you in the lobby. I assume you know what I look like. I do, Serena Green said. I'll meet you there. See you at two. Then she hung up. He stuffed the remaining paperwork in his desk drawer and changed into his running gear. He looked at his reflection in the bathroom mirror and splashed cold water on his face. The weed helped, but whatever was happening in his head wasn't going away no matter how much weed he threw at it. Aside from the unique issues brought about by accelerating, he was beginning to notice side effects of his weed consumption. Mental fog, lack of enthusiasm, eh, the junk food. No one except Luke and his co-workers could see the changes. Ironically, he was beginning to experience social anxiety from time to time, and the thought of interacting with people set him off. He knew where some of the anxiety stemmed from, but knowing that didn't make it go away. Weed was the best alternative for now, but seeing a professional should have been on the to-do list.
He cringed at the thought. Based on the sensitive nature of his work, professional help was impractical. Government agencies frown on people with top-secret, compartmentalized clearances opening up to a shrink. He was okay. Hell, it was a scientific miracle it could even function. He decided today wouldn't be the day that the rivets popped. He put on his running shoes, hoping a jog would clear away the weed fog and the endorphins would lift his mood. Jack had been running for 30 minutes and felt like shit. Sweat poured off of him like condensation on his overly air-conditioned childhood Florida windows. He started his second circuit around the golf cart paths when he heard feet hitting the pavement behind him. He turned around to see a polite 20-something girl dressed in the latest fashionable jogging attire gaining on him. She practically glided across the pavement, her movements smooth and economical. She lightly pumped her arms while her dark black ponytail brushed against her slim neck, contrasting her pale white complexion and striking electric blue eyes. He stared a bit too long, the front of his shoe catching the pavement, causing him to trip slightly. She passed him and settled into a relaxed pace a few yards ahead of him. When she pulled away slightly, he upped his pace, unable to keep his eyes off her body, mesmerized by her movements. Five minutes later, she slowed down and ran beside him. It was about 30 seconds before she spoke. Jeez, you're pretty good at this running thing, Glasser, she said. He gave her a sideways glance and kept his head down. Her looks and sarcastic humor rattled him slightly. Serena Green, I presume? The one and only. I thought we were going to meet in the lobby. He didn't slow down, though he was breathing heavily, trying to keep her pace. Sorry. I didn't want to wait. I have a problem with waiting. I'm working on that, though, she said through a grin. They ran for another two minutes without a word, until the silence was too much to bear. He began to slow down, finally stopping near a bench. You're not going to let me finish my run alone, are you? Sorry, no, she shook her head, conjuring a thousand-watt smile. Jack did his best to appear unfazed and cool, which wasn't in his normal repertoire. Okay, we might as well get this over with. Here's as good as anywhere, he said, trying to recover without launching into a coughing fit, taking a seat on the sun-baked wooden bench. Great, she said, taking a seat next to him. So who are you with again, Jack asked. The Department of Agriculture, she replied, tightening her ponytail. He silently cursed himself for smoking before his run and not eating anything. He felt nauseous. You look like shit. You okay, she asked. Jack gave her a smirk. I'm fine. He grabbed the water bottle from his hip and inhaled a gulp. So what does the Department of Agriculture want with Greenleaf Pharmaceutical? They're Canadian. Certainly not under your purview. She smiled again. Nothing. This is actually an off-book favor for a friend of mine over at Health Canada. Nothing to do with the Department of Agriculture. He couldn't hide his confusion, so she continued. My counterpart at Health Canada is looking for an unbiased third party to help Greenleaf. When she told me what they were looking for, I remembered seeing your name in some of the files. They'd heard about you too, so I reached out. I thought it might be right down your alley. What alley is that? Jack asked. Well, plant genetics for one. They've been working on a new strain, and they think they may have come up with something that may represent a completely new classification. They're looking for a respected third party to help them validate their findings. 
You have more scientific accreditations than most colleges and have done extensive work on plant genomes. So I thought it may be a good fit. They'd love to get you out there tomorrow for a few days. So this is really about trying to patent a plant. He couldn't hide his disgust at the notion of another agricultural company trying to own a plant or process for commercial gain. Maybe, maybe not. I can't speak to their motivations, only their interest in having you evaluate something that could be a one-off. He shook his head. Hiring Glasser Consulting sounds like overkill. That's something a lot of other people can do besides me. Well, I don't know if that's right or not, but your name carries some weight and they're willing to pay for it, she said. As good as the job sounded, he was grounded. Luke had the jet and flying commercial was a shit show for him. He could feel himself getting anxious just at the thought. I don't see that happening. I don't have any transportation right now, he said. She looked at him as if he was joking. You know, there are things called airplanes. They actually exist, and Greenleaf will even buy a ticket for you to ride in one, she said, explaining the obvious. I know I own one. It's just in use right now, so it's tough. I don't really fly commercial, he said. Serena thought he was screwing with her at first, being a mandiva, but then she saw something else. Behind the big green eyes and the shock of curly brown hair that was a little out of control, but in a good way, and inside his lean six-foot-four frame was a shyness, a kid in an adult body, uneasy about flying commercial. Okay, she said slowly. I get it, I think. I know this may not be how you usually do it. However, can you make an exception? It's really a great opportunity. You'll have fun, I promise. And they'll pay you well, too. He shook his head and rubbed his thighs. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't. He sat staring at the ground. Well, okay, she said, unable to hide her disappointment. That's too bad. I was planning on going up there myself as well. It would have been a pleasure working with you. She got up and offered her hand. He shook it and watched her as she walked back to the hotel. His face started to get hot and tingle. Not unlike the pregame symptoms he felt before accelerating. However, this time it wasn't fear of physically damaging himself with a barrage of information. It was the fear of being instantly attracted to Serena Green and the thought of flying commercial on an airline full of strangers. In a few moments, the tingling would turn into pinpricks, and he'd develop a few subtle tremors in his hand, noticeable to no one but him and Luke. At that moment, he hated himself. An opportunity to identify a new cannabis variant, or at least an interesting excursion, quashed only by the thought of strangers on a commercial flight. To make matters worse, he felt an inexplicable attraction to the woman sitting beside him. The banter hadn't hurt either. There was something about her that was compelling and genuine, an attractive veneer that didn't quite cover the edges of her sexuality, similar to that of his girlfriend Beth, but was now absent. Serena Green furrowed her brow as she walked back to the clubhouse. She had never been so comprehensively shut down especially by someone who fit Jack Glasser's demographic profile. She'd practically thrown herself at him and at the end came up with a goose egg. Maybe he's gay, she thought, knowing that that wasn't the case. This was not going to look good. 
all her boss had asked her to do was to get Glasser to the Greenleaf facilities in Canada. And she couldn't even do that. Sure, the timeline was ridiculously compressed, and she knew that trying to get anyone to hop on a plane the next day was a long shot. But orders were orders. She was a rookie in the organization. Add to it that her boss was the biggest prick the Netherlands ever produced, and her situation was only worse. It was becoming painfully obvious that working her way up the food chain in a criminal organization was every bit as hard as legit work in the corporate sector. If she had known it was going to be this hard, she'd have opted for a mountain of debt and a Wharton MBA. She heard footsteps closing in on her and quickly turned around to see Glasser coming up behind her. God, I hope he trips and breaks an ankle, she thought. Hey, wait a second, Jack called. She turned around, genuinely surprised. He came to a halt beside her. What's up? Change your mind? Yeah, something like that, Jack said with a stupid grin on his face. I heard they sell tickets on airlines. I think I should get one. She laughed. I think that would be a good idea. She smiled nervously and tightened her ponytail. There will be a matter of my fee, Jack said. I can get the paperwork together. Are you handling that or are they? Oh, no, not me, she said, putting her hands up theatrically. I'm assuming your rates are too rich for my blood and probably the Department of Agriculture's, too, with you having a private plane and all. I'll just have their CEO call you if that's okay. He smiled at her joke. Yeah, that works for me. Have him call me in an hour. I'll be back by then. Then he left to continue his run. He couldn't help but smile as he made his second circuit. A pretty girl and a state-of-the-art marijuana factory, he thought. Maybe there is a God after all. Jack was so caught up in Serena Green and the thought of engineered weed, he didn't notice the tall, pockmarked golfer who'd been standing on the 18th fairway a little too long. He certainly didn't see the hypersensitive microphone protruding slightly from the man's golf bag that caught every word of their conversation. <laughs>